Let's continue in this posture of worship and bring our tithes and offerings to the front. We love you, Jesus. We are here for you. You're the reason why we're here. Please open up the eyes of our hearts so that we can see the way you feel about us. We want to be moved by you, Jesus. We want to be moved to worship you. Open our hearts, God. You are good, God. All right, so we have a, a privilege of having another friend with us. One thing I've discovered about being in a healthy family is that you don't just inherit um, uh, values and things. One thing in a healthy family is you also inherit relationships. And so this relationship, I think, started with dad. And I'm not even really clear how it, uh, the, the details were. But um, a month ago, two mo- before, you guys all, the church sent us to Guatemala. And I got to discover a papa. Someone that had the father's heart, that received the father's heart, but also had the strategy to share the father's heart. Someone who, who took dad's vision, began to implement it. And then, because it was a heavenly vision, other people also began to run with it. And this Papa would say, you guys are doing so good. Why don't you take it and run yourself? And instead of building a ministry, he was building a kingdom. And then I and then I also saw the strategy of heaven. When you take a city or a nation, you take the lowest gates and you take the highest place. That's how you take a city. But oftentimes when God uh, calls people or we run, we 
almost uh, concentrate. We we take all of our energy only on the lowest or the highest. 有的时候好像我们通常呃把我们所有的精力要么只放在最低层的，要么只放在最高层的。But if I call it Papa Kim, God's enlarged his heart and his capacity. 但是 Papa Kim 神把他的心真的是扩大 so much that he can be with the The lowest in the city. And he walks like a father, like a king amongst these people. Or like Santa Claus. He is so loved by the people that he touches. And the next thing you know, there's a picture of him having dinner with the president. God uniquely placed him and gifted him in the lowest places and the highest places. And, and he still made room for forty of us from Vancouver to invade his his place. And we were almost busting at the seams. He had to bring in extra buses to to. Take us all over the place. And he has stories. Many stories that I think he's going to share today. But Pastor John, if I missed anything, Pastor John has developed this relationship on our behalf. This is something I inherited from him. It's really well said. Um, Kim is positioned. And touches the poorest of the poor. It's so well said, but also is right now meeting with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala, bridging amazing things. So he 真的是说的非常好。他是在最穷的当中来来来牧养他们。同时，他现在神也给他有这样的关系和总统和这个呃 cabinet 就是这个。It, it was actually Pastor Mark Griesbaugh that made introductions for all of us. Pastor Mark from Edmonton, from Alberta, made the initial introductions. So I want to encourage us today to receive him. There's works right now, I think, for Papa David and some others to come back to Guatemala and Papa Gideon. There's something about that nation linked to us and the Latino world. Because this is my amigo Guapo Kim Wheeler. How's your Spanish? I know, amigo. Maybe we could just bless him before he shares. Okay. So, Father, we receive this son of yours. We want to feel your heart through this son. We thank you, God, for, for strategy that you give for us to be solutions to the earth's needs. So we open wide our hearts for heaven's love and, and heaven's wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. <coughs> Hallelujah.
We have a, I have a little saying. I, I, um, I know the father of the house, he's an awesome spiritual father. Um, Papa Gideon, you guys always call him Papa Gideon. In, in Guatemala, he's known as Hermano Gideon, brother. That's, what, that's just the language of Guatemala. Brother. Brother. It's an honor, it's a, it's a title of honor. Amen. But Amen. the little saying is, you can choose your friends. You, you can decide who you want to be a friend with. Right? But you're stuck with your relatives. <laughs> Whether you like them or not. <laughs> so, so, so you're stuck with me whether you like me or not. Amen. I always like to say right off the bat, my name is Kim. How do you like me so far? That's just because at the end, I don't know if you're going to like me or not, but, but you're stuck with me. I'm, I'm your brother from another mother. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Father, we thank you for this amazing, beautiful place and beautiful family. The Holy Spirit, we commend this entire service unto you that you have your way. We pray that you'd speak to us, minister to us, to us, and touch us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, I'm going to probably share a little bit later, a little bit about... Uh, um, Papa Gideon and, and Brother David uh, and how they have affected Guatemala. In, in a very big way. Did you know sometimes we don't realize how much we affect things? Very good. Just tell me if I'm going too fast. I'm used to translating, but I'm used to understanding what they're, they're <laughs> I don't, I'm just trusting him. <laughs> just don't make him too long. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I will, just let me know. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I've got a little story that I want to share. The Holy Spirit reminded me of it. Uh, when I was asked to come and pray for the children. And I love how the Holy Spirit does that. And, and we, it, we have to learn to be obedient. When the Spirit of God moves, shares things. So this, I believe, is for your children. A number of years ago, I was in a church in Thunder Bay, Ontario. And it was, I was preparing for a team to come to Guatemala. They had never been on a missions team. This church. And, and so they wanted to come to Guatemala. And when I started the service, the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly a prophetic word. And he said, bring all the children. 
12 years and under. And I want you to prophesy to them. And I'm saying, that, okay. Okay, like, I'm trusting you, God. You've got to give me a word. <laughs> so the kids came up. And there was about 15 of them. Pretty much like this many. And, uh, and as I was praying, the Holy Spirit gave me this prophetic word that I want to give to you. And he says, God is going to take you to the ends of the world. To preach the gospel. To raise the dead. To cast out the demons. And to, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he says, I'm going to start to use you to go. So get ready. And there was this one boy, eight years old. And, and uh, I prayed over them. It was an awesome time. There was this one boy. And his name was Jacko. They're, they're from Finland, many of them. In from Finland. Right? Blonde haired. I mean, this little boy, Jacko, I thought he was a girl. I'm, I'm serious. I thought he was a girl. I'm glad I didn't say anything. Because he had this really almost white hair. Almost white. Very fine features. And, and I, I spoke specifically to him. Get ready. Pack your bags. And, and everything went great. About a week later, I get a phone call. And it was the mother of Jacko. And, and she says, Oh, Kim, that was such an awesome service. But I have a problem. I go, What's the problem? Jacko is insisting. That I go with him to Malawi, Africa. Malawi, I said, well, what's the problem? Well, well, he's only eight. He, he can't go when he's eight. So, so can you explain to him that you meant when he gets a little older, that's what the prophecy was about? And I said, no. Because that's not what the Holy Spirit said. He said, get ready now. So I asked her, says, is the really real problem with you or with him? And, and, and then... She said, well, he had this dream the day after I prayed for him. He saw himself preaching in front of thousands of black people. And, and 
And, and, uh, and, and then he said, and he, he said, the, the Lord showed him, I'm sending you to Malawi, Africa. And I want you to build a school. Anyone here eight? Almost. Oh, wow. Now you're nine. Well, you're, you still qualify. <laughs> no, no, no problem. He, he's really, he's into statistics, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was eight, but now I'm nine, eight, year, eight days ago. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> Just it. of his dad. <laughs> All right. Well, he's telling his mother and his father this. Now, the problem wasn't with the boy, Jacko. He received the prophecy. The problem was with the mom and dad. You can't use him. He's just eight years old. Well, anyway, long, to make a long story short, I prayed for the mom and dad and I said, Why don't you ask God about this? Three months later, the mother. And Jacko, Jacko were in Malawi. Malawi. And in three months, he raised $300,000 to build a school in Africa. This one little boy. And, and since then, he's, he, been, he came to, Can to Guatemala. And he was preaching to hundreds and hundreds of apostles and prophets and pastors in Guatemala. We had a seminar for about almost 1,500 leaders in Guatemala. He was one of the main speakers. And then we had seminars, like plenary sessions, uh, uh, four, five, five teaching sessions uh, of different things. Uh, Some of them really well-known apostles around the world. And Jacko. And nobody wanted to go see anybody except Jacko. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to give him the auditorium and all the other sessions came and listened to him. <laughs> wow. And he's still preaching today. Get ready. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready. God's using this young generation. Amen. He's raising them up. Can you believe it? See, the problem was with the mother is that she didn't want to go. Are you ready for your children to go past what we have accomplished? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That was free. That was for free. The rest you got to pay for. 
<laughs> Just kidding. Okay, well, now, I got to tell you a little story. When, when John came up here, it reminded me of a joke. Oh, a story, I should say. Now, for those who came to Guatemala, I think you might understand that. Well, you know, uh, one day that there's, there's, now John said I'm not supposed to pick on him, but Colin and, and uh, Pastor Caleb said, said I'm allowed to. So, so there. Well, one day, you know, we, we, were, uh, we were praying together. And God said he wanted us to go up into, uh, up into the jungles of Guatemala. Where there were cannibals and you know, really primitive tribes. And, and, you know, we're, we're, we're there together, but, we, but these cannibals, they captured us. This tribe captured us. They tied us up. Threw us in a giant pot. With vegetables and we're saying, God, you need to rescue us. No, 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 no. You gotta go. God, God, you need to rescue us. That's better. Okay. And and you gotta make it dramatic. <laughs> and and so so of course I've been in this position before. I knew what to do. And you know, I was really impressed with Pastor Caleb. He, he knew what to do. Uh, we weren't sure about John, I don't know. So, but we cried out to God. And this big angel came. And he says, God's heard your prayers. Whatever you want, he'll give it to you. Pastor Caleb, he said, I know what I want. I just want to be with my family of Zion. And boom, he's gone. And I said to myself too. Oh Lord, I know what I want. I want to be with my family in Feviva. Guatemala。我也知道我要什麼,我要和我在危地馬拉某個家在一起。突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突然之間,突
from Zion, and we thank you so much for coming. You guys were such a blessing. We've been back to, to the places you guys ministered in. San Antonio, and, and the, 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 the community is still talking about you. They're saying, oh, how are those, how are those Chinese? They don't know what to call you. Wow, they were so, they blessed us so much. And their stoves are still working well. Their filters, clean water. Can you imagine? You go home, and you you don't even have a tap. You have to go and go to a little creek to get water. Slimy green. Little parasites. Swimming around. And that's what you have to drink. Well, you guys. And the team brought water filters so that they had fresh, clean water. Installed smokeless stoves so that they, they, they can cook their food without having to cough and breathe in smoke. That is being the hands and feet of Jesus. So well done. Amen. Amen. And we, I want to give a shout out or a thank you to all of those. Sharon, where's Sharon? Or she's not here. Anyway, we thank you for doing all the hard work of, of, of packing the, the, the stuff that you brought. And you guys brought a lot of suitcases. <laughs> and and uh, of clothing and material and medicine. And, and, and I'll share a little bit in a minute about what we do in Guatemala. But God's called us to the poorest of the poor. And and uh, you know we that's who that's who what God has called us to do. But we can never do it on our own. We need family like you to help. Those who are willing to go. Those who are willing to go. It doesn't matter what age. God looks at the heart. And he says, it's by my strength that you can do it. Amen. Hallelujah. So thank you again. Um, I'm going to share a little bit in a, in a, in a little bit but, uh, about some of the things we do. But I want to share, now we have a college of about 200 students. And, and you guys prayed over them and for them. And many of them received Jesus through, the, through your your time there. But I want to share a really cool story that just happened three days ago. September 15th was the anniversary or is the Independence Day of Guatemala. And every year, the, 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 the president picks one student from the entire country 
这个总统从整个国家会选择一个学生。To share a poem or story. So, so about usually about a month before, the entire country, every school in the country, the students are writing a poem or a or a story. Or a song to celebrate Independence Day. And they send them in. And then they pick one of the entire nation to represent Guatemala and to read their story, sing their song, whichever. And one of our students won. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Wow. I just, I'm so proud of them. And these are, these, are, these are kids that come from the poorest families you can imagine. Most of our kids are, it's the first time anybody in the generations of their families have ever gone past grade six. Because they have to work to bring food. And so that's where we come in. That's what missions is about. Is to come and bring a hope and a future. That without our help, without our help, without your help, they can't do it. Amen. And so that's what missions is about. That's what the Great Commission is about. Is that you can be Jesus to the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm going to give you, I was praying about what the Lord wanted me to do. And, and for, the last, for the last month, actually, what do you want me to share with these guys? And, and I have to say, I, I was more nervous coming here than I ever am. Anywhere. I don't know why, but, but I think it's because of the heritage that you guys have. This church has. You, you have a very, very um, Great heritage of where you're from and, and what your calling is. In the world. That is not the norm. Amen? And I think that's a little bit why. But, but I was praying, this is about a month ago. And I was asking Lord, I was feeling nervous, not so much about coming here at that moment, but as I asked, Lord, what are you calling us to do in these coming days? Because I believe a storm is coming. A storm is coming upon the earth. But yet at the same time, the Lord has clearly shown me that the church is going to rise above this. And he's going to allow the church to shine like never before. I believe COVID was only a, a, a precursor, a preparation. But this next time, the church is going to be above 
这个教会要兴起要胜过世界上所发生的你相信吗 and this was again, just about a month ago, I'm asking God, so what does this look like? What is this? And I heard this voice, this, this clear voice. Where is this coming from? I knew, I knew it was from the Father. Did you know God the Father has a voice? Jesus has a voice. The Holy Spirit has a voice. And they are each unique. As much as Brother John has a voice. Pastor Caleb has a voice. Amen. Our brother has a voice. You have a voice. And they're all distinct. This was the voice of the Father. And, and this is what he said. And I believe this is for you guys. Yes, sir. You listen. And he says, I have a plan. And that plan includes you. I, I jumped to my feet. It was like something liquid faith was poured into me. For, for what's coming. And I'm involved in it. involves you. He wasn't meaning just me. He was meaning his children. His Amen. Amen. Did you know in Psalm, uh, in the book of Psalms, 16, it, it says, there's, a, there's a verse there I read. He draw, drew me to this. It says, as for the saints in the land, any saints here? Now, Jessica, I know she's a saint. Right? I'm not sure about John, but we're getting there. No. <laughs> He's redeemed. No. Hallelujah. That reminds me of another joke, but I won't share it. I'll share it later. How many saints? Put your hand up. Any saints here? Are you a saint? Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? You know why we're saints? Because who lives in us. We've been washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have been made the righteousness of God. It has nothing to do with what you've done. It's, it's who you received. And what he's done. Amen. And this is what the verse says. As for the saints in the land, it says, you are my excellent ones. 
Superman。超人。Amen。Batman。英雄做什么? Yes or no? I'm going to pick on these guys over here now. <laughs> How many heroes are over there? Yeah, I like that guy. He's pointing to the next guy next to him. Yeah. <laughs> Use him, God. <laughs> Be careful. God knows where you live. <laughs> now, I wasn't expecting to really share that, but it fits in. Because in Acts chapter 10, in verse 38, this is what it says. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And now he took that and he's given us that position. He says, now we are to go about all the world and do good. And healing all who are oppressed by the devil. And God is with us. Can I have an amen? Amen. We need to take ownership of that. I'm going to give you a real quick timeline. I'm going to do this as quick as I can. <laughs> in 1988, I, was, I just finished graduating from Bible college. I just got my degree about two months before. And I'm sitting in my bedroom, minding my own business. Just minding my own business. My wife's at work, teaching in a... In in a Christian school. My three children are in school with there. So there was peace and quiet in the house. And I'm just sitting on the bed meditating. And Jesus walked into my room. 
as much as I'm talking with you, talking with Jesus. He, he just wa- literally walked through the door. The door was closed. And he walked in. He just started talking. Just some, hello, how are you, Kim? Kim. And, I, and, I, and I thought, I always ask, if the Lord ever appears to me, I've got this list of questions. I'm going to ask him this. And I'm going to find out that. None of that. It all goes out the window. Because none of it was important. And Jesus started to share my, my future. And what I was called to do. And he says, Kim, Kim, I'm calling you to a country called Guatemala. I didn't even know there was a country called Guatemala. <laughs> and, and, and he says, and then a, a, a map on the wall appeared. Three-dimensional. This is before the times of, of that uh, technology. You know, now we just take up our phone and we go zing, and you know, there it is. No, no, that was before. But this 3D image of the map came on the wall. But it was in the shape of a wheel. It, it, it was a, not a geographically correct map. But I knew it was Guatemala and other parts of the world. And it was in the shape of a wagon wheel. A wagon wheel. Uh, a, wooden, a wooden wagon wheel. And in the middle was the hub, the center. And, and, I, and I knew that was Guatemala. And it started to catch on fire. The fire started to consume the center of the wheel. And Jesus started saying, I have called Guatemala to be a light to many nations. And it's going to affect and touch the, all the nations of the world with this fire, with this light. And the fire started to shoot out from the, the center to the spokes. And, and around each spoke was another nation. Started with Central America, South America, and North America. And then there were more spokes from those nations that went to Asia, to Africa, to the Middle East, Israel. And uh, and he says, this, this light is going to open many doors and is going to bring the gospel to many, many millions. And he says, and I'm calling you to raise and train up pastors and leaders to go out into these nations. And, uh, I, you know, I, we shared and talked some more, but that's another story. Uh, if you want the whole story, you have to buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that, was, that was my first experience of going. And then a few years later, my family and I moved to Guatemala. Through much preparation. Through much effort. Uh, my wife 
who's a perfectionist. She had a list. Any any men married to wives who like making lists? <laughs> yeah. Don't be shy, guys. Come on. Own it. Own it. No. <laughs> And she had this list of 13 things. <laughs> and they all came to be, and we ended up moving with our kids to Guatemala. Just because God gives you a great calling and a move doesn't mean it's going to be easy. People thought we were crazy. When we moved to Guatemala, it was in the middle of civil war. We went through roadblocks. We drove to Guatemala, by the way. Through Mexico, the States, Central America. You get stopped by the, by the armies and the guerrillas. And they all want something. And I would just say, no comprende. I don't understand. No. Uh, <laughs> and they'd let us through. They'd let us through. We'd go through the borders. We'd get to Guatemala. And the people said, how did you get through? I don't know. Must have been God. And we started to raise, train, we, we, we established five Bible schools. Started training pastors and leaders. And in a period of about 15 years, Guatemala went from less than 3% of, of born again believers to today, there's almost 60% born again. It's a nation that has experienced world uh, uh, nationwide revival. And we had a nation of first generation babies. But God knew all this. And he said, I'm preparing you now for this. And then after we were there for a while. You see, God didn't show me the whole picture. He showed me what I needed to know. Because if He showed it all to me, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. After we shortly got there, He says, I want you to move to this place. Everybody thought we were crazy. No one goes there. It was in the place where it's the worst warfare that there is. It was in the center where it was the, the one of the greatest strongholds of witchcraft in the world. You may not have known that. But in the, from the 1950s right up till the 1990s, Guazacapan was known as one of the witchcraft capitals of the world. People would come from all over the world to go to visit the, the, the witch doctors established in our area. Little did I know, God says, I want you to buy this piece of land. 
where the ranchos are. Little did I know that was now that we know now the very center, the absolute center of all the witchcraft. Literally the heart of it. We didn't know that. The first place I preached. I start preaching in this little church. A witch doctor throws a big bag of chicken guts and blood and he throws it right on the stage. smoking a cigar for you. I'm smoking a cigar for you. Smoking a cigar with witchcraft means it's his curse of death. I'm glad I didn't know that at the time. But we came against this. And in about two years, every witch doctor, every, every shop, like they actually had stores and shops, every single one of them were gone. And it wasn't just me. There was, God brought two or three other men of God and another woman of God. We, we came against that spirit of witchcraft that was imprisoning these people. And, they, and, and I, they, there was no missionary in that entire region. Not one. Not one. God sometimes calls us to things that are are very challenging. But we have to remember Acts chapter 10. Jesus went about doing good and he and and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. And God was with him. Is God with you? If he calls you to China, calls you to Asia, calls you to the Middle East, you guys have an amazing heritage. He takes men like, like Brother David or Papa Gideon, who, who go out, take that challenge. But God was with them. And they've established strongholds. They've established strongholds for God. So men and women like you can go in and go from there to others. That's your heritage. Amen. I honor, I honor Papa Gideon. I honor Brother David, because I recognize they are men who have wrestled with God and won. It's like Jacob. He saw, he saw God and he started to wrestle with them all night long. All night long. Wasn't an easy thing. And, and God, like we know, it says the man, but we know who it was. It was Jesus. And he says, let me go. Morning's coming. But Jacob, 
the man with the promise. Uh, 应许的人, and he says, I'm not letting you go. 他说, I'm not letting go. 我不让你走, until you bless me. 直到你祝福我, Amen. Amen. But something happens when you wrestle with God. Of what God has called you to, even when it's difficult. And it says, okay. The man, Jesus says, okay. You are blessed. But, but there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. Amen. And it says, he touched his hip. And from that day on, he walked with a limp. And everybody saw it. His walk was never the same. And it says, and I, he changed his name. And you're no longer Jacob. You're Israel. And to this day, we have a nation called Israel. Because one man wrestled with God. And one. You have a couple men in your in your life. Papa Gideon wrestled with God. Brother David, he has wrestled with God. And he's won. And God says, okay, I'll bless you. But you're going to walk with a limp. You know what that limp is? People are going to look at it. And they're going to see it. It's visible. You know why I like to walk with men like John? John walks with a limp. Come on, you and me, brother. We can't leave our guy here. You walk with a limp. There's a price to pay. People see it. Amen. Pastor Caleb. I saw that in him. That he's, he's developing a limp. Because you're going to take that, the, the, that, that blessing that your father has received and it's going to become yours. But God's going to say he's going to touch you and you're not going to be the same. Amen. Amen. Are you willing to take ownership? Not just, not just your pastor, but you also. God says, I have more for this ministry. See, when we brought Brother David and Pastor Gideon to Guatemala, I was praying, saying, Lord, there's something missing. There's, in the midst of this Amazing revival. In the midst of this incredible uh, uh, move of God. Something's missing. And as I'm praying, and I was talking with, with uh, Brother Mark, and we say, why don't we invite Brother David and Gideon to to come and speak to the leaders and the apostles and the prophets of God in the nation of Guatemala. 来, 来到威地马拉, 来, 来说, 
And we gathered together all of the 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 the, the leaders of the nation. Papa Gideon came first. He, he paved the way. And then Brother David. And and over a series of several times, visits. They spoke into the hearts of some of these men of God. And women of God. And little did we know that they were planting seeds. They were planting seeds. Amen. That stemmed from that time of wrestling with God. And we saw something beautiful start to happen. You see, Guatemala has been always the nation, the, the country or the, the government of Guatemala has always been very corrupt. And, and did not fear God. And did not respect God's church. Even though the church was strong, there was still some disunity. Each doing their own thing. One of the things God has called me to is I, I, I'm able to gather. I have the ability to gather. And so we gathered all of the, the, the great men and women of God from the nation. Brother John was with us almost from the beginning during this. And we just started to speak into their lives. Brother David, he started to share a, a, a vision of unity. Papa Gideon, he brought something so precious to the Guatemala. A nation he's never been to. But he brought in father. Father. No more generals. No more generals. God's not looking for generals anymore. Where are the fathers? And through Pastor but, or, or Papa Gideon's amazing ability to just love everybody. <laughs> And he brought these men together and women together in a beautiful way. And he, and he instilled this vision. Fathers, mothers, over a, a family that are fatherless. And something started to happen. They left. Brother David left. Papa Gideon left Papa, after several visits. Papa Gideon but we still gathered. And there were initially about 20 of us. And they still stay together. And we would gather every month. And we would be a family. And we started to develop a spirit of unity. The seeds that were planted from this church, from this vision here. And today, us leaders are counseling the president and counseling the, the, the cabinet 
of Guatemala. Every month. Every month. We meet with the president. What should we do? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? The president of Congress. She calls me up. And brother Robert. I need prayer. We're under attack. There's a great attack of the enemy. Who do they call? Not the Ghostbusters. <laughs> they call those who were raised up with that spirit, that, that spirit of, of a father and of unity. So you see, God has a plan. And that plan involves you. That plan includes you. And you didn't even know it, I'll bet. And when God shared that with me, I understood. Something's coming. But God has a plan. Amen. Amen. He has a plan. I'm going to wrap it up real quick here. And I want to pray. We went to Guatemala thinking we're just going to raise up pastors and leaders. But, but my heart very quickly was drawn to the need. A nation of, of children that are fatherless. And, and I did something kind of foolish. One day I was out ministering out on the streets. Out in some of the villages. Like San Antonio, but some even worse. And there were many children. Three, four years of age. Living in, on the street in the dirt. Nothing. They had no, no parents. They get scraps from neighbors. They'd get just a bit of food once in a while. They had nowhere to live. Because their father was gone. Their mother died. There was no one to care for them. I went back to Feviva, to our compound. And I sat under one of our mango trees. This was in, this was in 2003. And I got mad at God. The word of advice. A word of advice. Don't get mad at God. And I said, God! Why isn't anybody doing anything for these children? I was just so upset. And this audible voice. God has spoken to me four times in an audible voice. Now, this was the third time. Or the second time, I'm sorry. At that moment. And this audible voice came up booming. When I said, God, why isn't anybody doing anything? And the voice of the Father. It was this absolutely knowing that it was the Father. Says, because you haven't done anything about it. You see, God will take that and when we try to put it on Him, He says, because what are you doing about it? We started two children's homes. A year later, 
一年以后 ，we had we had dozens of children in our brand new children's home. 所以我们的孩子之家有很多孩子进来。But four years later, we started another children's home. 四年以后，我们又有一个孩子之家。And we've had hundreds and hundreds of children come through. 有成百上千的孩子到我们当中被虐待 ，physically, sexually, 被呃性啊各方面被虐待的 ，abandoned by the world, 被抛弃的。And God says. This is what I've called you to do. This is what I've called you to do. Do good, 行善 Amen. Amen. Do good, 行善 And set the captive free. 让被掳的得释放 And now, and now I've they all call me grandpa. They, they. 现在他们都称我为祖祖父 They never called me papa. I don't know why. 他们从来不叫我为父亲 They all call me grandpa. They call my wife grandma. 他都称为我，他们称为我祖父，我的太太祖母。I say that's a good thing. I like that title. 我我也喜欢。See, God's going to call you out. 所以神要拣选你。What are you doing with what I've given you? 就是使用我所给你的。A great heritage. 一个一个传承，一个很好的传承。Since then, 自从那个以后 ，We've started. Uh, we've done medical clinics. We just. Our opening, our medical clinic. It's it's finished. You guys are there. It's brand new, finished. All we need to do is stock it with the equipment. <laughs> We're in the middle of getting our license permit. Probably next week we should get that. So praise God for that. We do evangelism, crusade evangelism. Thousands. We see thousands of people come to Christ every year. But none touch. The people like a team comes and you go door to door and share the love of Christ. 但是没有好像像这个这个这个团队来一家一家的去分享 Nothing comes close to that. 没有人做这样的 Because you're doing and you're being the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. 因为你们所做的就像耶稣的手、耶稣的脚在做 It's called transformation. 这就叫改变更新 God has a plan. It includes you. Amen. How many here have seen The Sound of Freedom, the movie? Did it touch you? I want to share just one minute here, and then we're going to close. But I felt the Lord say, I want to challenge. Anywhere I go for this year, I'm going to start to challenge some churches, some ministries. God's using, God's using that to open up awareness. We've been involved in this rescue for many, many, many years. There's different levels of it. Of, of rescuing children. But it's very real. Amen. It's very real. We ourselves have rescued hundreds and hundreds of children from that. God's saying, what about you? What about you? Amen. Because we are called to do good. And God is with us. Amen. God is with us. Then we started to, to go out and reach out into other areas. We do, we do uh, um, uh, disaster relief. We do a lot of evangelism. God is, God is, how many of you know the, 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 um, the teaching of the seven mountains? 
你说什么明白这个七重三这样的一个教导？这是非常非常棒的教导。Lance Wallner wrote a book. He had a revelation that was amazing. 神给了他这样个启示。Brother Mark teaches on a lot of that. 呃呃 ，Climbing the mountain. 他也是在教导这一。The presence of God. I know this this church, this ministry. You guys, you guys pursue the presence of God. Amen. You pursue it. I've never seen honestly a ministry like the gatherings that pursue the presence of God like you guys. Anywhere in the world I've ever been. In the world, I've never seen such a thing. And you guys go way up there. And you guys are very, very high. Amen. How many have been up there? These seven mountains that God says I want you to possess: arts, entertainment, sports, media, religion, amen, business. We have any business? This we have any businessmen here? God's called you to possess that mountain. But it's always for one purpose. Always. 但是总是是一个目的。Establishing the kingdom of God. 就是要建立神的国度。And to go and do good. 是行善。That's the whole purpose of it. 这就是所有的目的。Family. 家。I've learned something from you, Asians, Chinese. 我是从你们华人里面学到了。In a very beautiful way. 是一个非常美好的，我学到了。When I was introduced to This family. I've recognized. You have a revelation of family that most of the world does not have. Most of North America has lost that. And when I look at you guys and your and family, they're possessing that mountain. You understand, children. A heritage. Keep going. Government. Education. Those are the seven mountains. And God's called us to conquer. And, and, and I'm, I'm doing my best. Education. That's why we established our college. And we work out in the rural schools all over. Helping them. Religion. Religion meaning... meaning Bringing Christ, possessing the land in the name of Jesus. But there's also seven valleys that very rarely get talked about. The Lord showed this to me a while back. Luke chapter 3, verse 5. It says, Every valley shall be filled. We're waiting. We're waiting. No, it's coming. Every valley shall be filled. It says. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall become straight. The rough places shall become level. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. God raised up a man before Jesus. God raised up a man before Jesus. Ah, God raised up a man before Jesus. His name was John. 
the Baptist. How many knew he was a Baptist? But it says, Jesus said of this man, no greater prophet has ever come. Greater than John. Because of his calling. That he's coming to make straight the path for the Messiah to walk on. But God is raising up other Johns right now to make straight the path to cover up the potholes. For the second coming. And he's calling you as Johns, as prophets in the land, to make the way straight. Because, because most people don't know how to get to the mountains, they don't know how to make it without help. They, they need your help. And how are they going to do it? Unless someone shows them the way. How are they going to do it? How are they going to do it? Unless someone makes the way straight for them. It's like a Guatemalan highway. Full of bottles. We're called to fill them. Poverty. He says, let's make that it's time for us to, to, to eradicate that. As much as it's in our power Depression. There are many that are depressed that don't know how to get out of this jail of depression. But we bring the hope of the gospel. Wow. We have the hope of the gospel. Wow. Wow. How do you say wow in Chinese? Wow. Wow! I know how to speak Chinese. Wow! I can say it backwards. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Fear is one of those valleys. God has not given us fear. He's given us power. Love. A disciplined mind. To destroy the fear. Amen. That's our calling. Division. Papa Gideon. David. Papa Gideon. David. They, they made a path in Guatemala. That where there was division amongst brothers and leaders are now all of a sudden they're the best friends in the world. And they gather together from all different denominations. And you look and you go, gee, how did this happen? Somebody paved the way. Somebody paved the way. Well, that's a good time to say wow. 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 That's your heritage. That's your heritage. That's what they did. Slavery. Slavery. God's called us to set the captive free. Slavery of sex and, and, and captivity for the, of these children. That's my passion. That's my passion. That's what I do every day in Guatemala. To rescue these kids. Amen. Amen. So, bottom line is, 
God has a plan. And it involves you. Amen. Amen. It involves you, Brother John. I honor John because he's been to Guatemala. I don't know how many times. He's like a cat. You can't get rid of him. But he's sown a lot of seed. See, we paved a path. Men like John and others coming and filling up the potholes. Bringing in other tools and equipment for us to carry on. Amen. A team comes and starts to go and, 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 and work and come against poverty and bless families who have nothing. But let me tell you, it was also seed that was sown. And that seed is going to grow. Amen. Amen. How many are willing to be involved in the plan of God? I believe God has so much more coming. So Whether it's Guatemala，不管是危地马拉，不管什么地方无所谓，不管什么哪个国家，do that are going to be astounding, amazing, beyond even what you've seen. Other doors of opportunity are going to come. But he's looking for some, I said, he says, I use you. I choose you. Amen. Taking the young ones. He's ready to take them. Josiah, are you ready? You can't hide back there. You're too big. <laughs> Don't hide. Amen. Amen. God is with you. Thank you, Lord. I say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just let's just lift our hand. I just want to pray. Father, I, I, Lord uses me in, in, in vision. I'm a visionary. I see things that in, and I, I'm looking, I, I just literally see right now this, this ministry. And when I say this ministry, I don't mean just you here right now, but this ministry of, of, of leaders. You're a church of leaders. A church of leaders. And I see you going out to places you've never been before. That will, that will all of a sudden be open. And there's going to be things occur. You're going to see more happen in the next two years than, than you've seen in the last 20 years. How many are willing to say yes, Lord? So, Father, we, we, we release this ministry. Lord, we bless them. Speak into their hearts. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. them. Oh, you are with them, O oh Lord. We just watered the seed 
that has been sown in many nations. protection as they go. Finances. God bless you guys. And again, I thank you for sending a team to beautiful Guatemala and for blessing those who need who need to be blessed. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God has a plan. And it includes you. It includes us. We have prayer teams that are available. Just love on one another. Be released. <laughs>